So today on the podcast, we have the amazing Cara, who uh, works at Digital24, and she is the social media and content executive specialist, really, in that area uh, within Digital24, but she's amazing at creating video content for all the clients. And um, I always just want to like suck all the knowledge out of her. So to, in the podcast today, I literally pull it out of her piece by piece how we as business owners can create video content, like professional looking video content on our phones, straight from our phones. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. So we talk about in the podcast, the do's and don'ts of um, creating video content. Also how to plan properly your video content. That's so, so important because that can make the whole thing flow better and come across better if you've planned it out properly. Also, when you actually get into the process of filming, how to make sure that goes seamlessly and, and, and then uh, what's probably most important of all is editing and there's um you know it doesn't have to be as complicated as some people think and Cara talks through that in the podcast um I definitely believe if you listen to it you will be straight away downloading those apps and get editing with all the content you have also it's so important when you have that content and you have it edited that you put it up in the right way and I know this so I've learned this so much actually from the podcast and working with BNL Productions that just because you have the content it needs to be put up in the right format and with the right thumbnails and all of that. So we talk, we talk about all of that in the podcast today. And also then, how do you measure success? Like how, are, how do we know if these videos were any good and, and where to focus our time again when making videos? And, you know, and we talk about analytics and that doesn't have to be a hard thing either. It's a very simple process in finding out how successful a video has been. And yeah, it's just, it's a jam-packed podcast. It's very educational. I do believe that video content can scare people, scare business owners, but it really, really doesn't have to when you have the basic skills and knowledge. And that's what this podcast is all about today. So so I can't wait for you all to hear from Cara at Digital24. The Dig Podcast is a podcast that focuses on business life and all things social media. It's a place of learning and one where you can take away actionable tips that you can put into practice straight away in your business. I hope it inspires you to reach your goals and never give up on that dream. Hi Cara, thank you so much for joining us on the Dig Podcast today. And lovely to speak to you Caroline. Thanks oh, for having Oh, no problem. I was over the moon. Like whenever I was thinking about um, the topic for today and video and content creation, you were one of the top people to jump into my head. And um, I was delighted whenever I reached out that Digital24 and you agreed to do this. So um, do you want to tell us, like I know you, I don't know too much actually about your background or how you ended up um, in your role, but do you want to give us a wee, a wee rundown on who you are and how you are in the job you're in today? Yes, so thanks for letting me join the podcast, Karen. It is a pleasure. Um, so a little bit about me then. So my name is Cara and I am an Ulster University graduate. So I did advertising with human resource management and I graduated back in July 2019. Feels like so long ago, but um, it's actually... So much ago. has happened. That's why in the oh last my God. two years... And I'm so lucky I wasn't one of the 2020 graduates, so I actually got the ceremony, you know. But yeah, uh, yeah so when I left university, I ended up uh, getting a job offer for like a mobile video production company called Secure Broadcast. And essentially what they were is... Uh, Basically, they allowed like any like B2B. So it was basically um, all corporate businesses. It was allowing them to create video content using their smartphone or their iPad. So originally it was for iOS users only. And ultimately that let us kind of go out to businesses. And it, we were basically talking about the importance of video content and how it's great for corporate organizations and how it can be used for both internal and external um, audiences. So what we did, um, well, really my role at Secure Broadcast is I was media coordinator. So I went out to a lot of events, filming clients and doing a lot of um, video content actually using my smartphone. Um, so I had loads of exposure to a wide range of events in different industries, but alongside that was using a wide range of video equipment. So I've been exposed to all these different tripods, um, you know, even like testing different mics and seeing what works, you know, maybe if you're out Doors, when you're indoors maybe you know if you're filming with large crowds so I was, exp um, I was really exposed to really how video 
production works, but in, you know, a smaller scale. So I wasn't really working in that big corporate, you know, having like all these fancy cameras. It was basically just me and a small team um, creating nice video content using that app. Um, so a little bit about Secure Broadcast, then it basically was... Um, a mobile video app where it allows you to record within your phone and when you uploaded that footage it allowed you to edit trim clips you got to add music and then you added like text and subtitles to that video within the platform and then alongside that and um, the team at secure broadcast the tech guys and the design team created like little branding packages so your video was already branded up using your brand colors and your logo um so it was just a fantastic way app and fantastic software um, um, and I was there for about seven months. So got exposure to a lot of um, video content and blog writing there. And then actually moved to Digital 24, um, where I met Neve Taylor for the first time. Um, what Whoa, a how was that? <laughs> I know, I know. So I met her at the Titanic Hotel, actually, for like a short catch up on a little bit about me. Um, had a, a lovely interview with uh, both Megan Semple and uh, Neve Taylor. And yeah, I got the job so I was um, appointed social media and content executive at Digital24 so that would have been a lot of like organic social media management and um, they were interested in my video background so doing like content creation and video for clients and then alongside that like blog writing and then a little bit of graphic design alongside that and then after about six to seven months was then promoted to social media and content specialist which is where I'm at now at Digital24 where I do a lot of mentoring for small businesses alongside that so I would be a digital marketing mentor for the Fermanagh Noma District Council and then the Armagh, Banbridge and Craigavon Council so just really mentoring a lot of small businesses on you know anything digital marketing when it comes to video and social media ads and Google My Business, just the whole works really. Um, wow. But yeah, <laughs> I can just go off and ramble there, Caroline. No, you're grand. I love, <laughs> love hearing all of that. And, you know, I know there's going to be lots of small, there will be lots of small and medium sized businesses listening to this podcast today that is just going to get so much value out of what, like, you obviously mentor a lot of people, but the fact they're going to give us this like free information today is just gold. So thank you so much. And so tell me now, and I know, like obviously I use video a lot and mm -hmm. I see the yeah. value of it, but it does scare a lot of people. But do you want to just tell like the audience, why is video content so important in today's world especially? Well, I always put it down to video is really a storytelling tool you know it's essentially telling the story about your business and really helping develop that better connection with your audience you know Caroline like you use video content yourself jumping on Instagram stories and then also using it across Facebook and Instagram um I do think like there's so many stats out there like I know like it's something like 85% of businesses now use video marketing as one of their main marketing strategies for their business and you can definitely see why because I feel like it is just a great way to just communicate with your audience, you know, and it's very, video can be very laid back. And um, I just think that it's a better way to communicate with them instead of just, you know, a bunch of text and them having to read a long post. I think in a fun laid back video, it's just a way that you can really um, help communicate your benefits of your business, whether it's you're selling a product or a service, or even that you're just wanting to get your get to know your audience a little bit more and jump on the stories and just let them have it, you know, understand a little bit of a background on you, just like we're doing now, Caroline, just talking a little bit about themselves. So I just think that video, there's so many capabilities with it. You know, if you look at platforms like TikTok, it's now the largest growing social media platform, you know, to date, and you can see why. And it's just all to do with that short form video content, um, which a lot of businesses and consumers are enjoying these days. Yeah. And I guess I hope people don't like some people, this scares the life out of them so much, they might switch off right now and say, Oh my God, I can't even think about talking on the video. But <laughs> I guess we're going to explore today ways as well that you, it doesn't always have to be your voice on your face like you could definitely showcase your product and your services without ever speaking really some people are now oh, embrace it so we'll, we'll talk about all of that today but first of all do you want to tell us like what's the do's and don'ts of video and content <laughs> like video content creation 
Yep. So do's and don'ts. So what I always say to a lot of people starting out for the first time, you want to keep your video as short and sweet as possible. You know, people think, oh my God, I don't want to be talking on camera for minutes. You know, I feel really comfortable on camera. Really keep the video short and sweet. So, you know, you look at the power of TikTok and you look at the power of Instagram reels. Right now, look at Instagram stories and how that's been brought over to Facebook. That short video is what is really really trending right now in the social space so you do want to keep it short and sweet um you also want to tell a story so you know if you think about the the attention span of consumers nowadays you know within the first five seconds you need really need to create that hook for your consumer so what exactly are you going to be talking about in that video that's really going to make them want to watch the full way so within that first five to ten seconds really talk about right this is the purpose of this video and this is why you should watch. Um, alongside that, you know, you know, in terms of video do's, um, you do want to have, you know, some good equipment when it comes to video. You know, I always say people think they need fancy cameras, lighting, you know, if they look at, you know, videographers and photographers these days, like, and they've got all this amazing equipment, it actually isn't the case. It's a matter of having a good quality smartphone, maybe having a tripod to stabilize your video content and just making sure if you are filming, you know make sure that it is indoors where you're going to get good quality audio and make sure you're filming during the daytime where you're getting that natural light um but they would be some of my top tips when it comes to video do's um alongside that you know you don't want to be over producing your videos when i talk about editing here you know you don't want to be using all the you know you see youtubers nowadays and they've got these amazing transitions and all these cool effects you don't actually need any of that fancy animations in your video content and a lot of businesses think they need that in order to look professional but in reality you actually don't so the short and sweet content is what works and creating that hook really for your video is what you want. Um, in terms of video don'ts now, um, you don't want to come across as, you know, too robotic. So what I mean by that is, you know, you don't want to be looking at the camera and being very boring is what I would call it. Um, I have filmed loads of people in the past where they just sit and look at the camera and there's just no personality coming off them. And I think that's why influencer content works really well, Caroline, especially yourself. You know, your story content, you're very outgoing, you're lively, you're bubbly and friendly. And you want to come across as that in your video content, you know. Um, but for those that maybe are worried about being on camera, you know, in terms of video content, you want to just make sure that you've got a good setup. So I know a lot of people, especially in the fashion industry, you know, they're not necessarily talking in their video content, but they're maybe doing try on videos. So it's just making sure that you're doing that research, you know, with what other businesses within your industry, what are they doing in terms of video and how can you make that look better? Um, but yeah, that's really my video tips, really. Um, I'm trying to think of any more don'ts. Well, I suppose um, don't have a dirty screen <laughs> is another thing, isn't it? Like you see a lot of people doing the videos and it's blurry and you're thinking, oh, one wee wipe would just like clean that all up. So that's practical, but really, really like simple to do, isn't it? Yeah, and a lot of people, like I know when I'm filming out, if I'm out about with a client, you know, making sure your camera's clean, that's that's so that's actually such an important point, Caroline, but as well as that, um, there's been times where I've been in events and our mic actually hasn't been working and we can't hear afterwards. So I always say, you know, when you are videoing for the first time, uh, make sure, not even for the first time, just when you're videoing in general, um, make sure that you do a test with your video. I know so many times where I've set up, got the tripod going, I've got plugged in the mic, I've got the nice lighting and I'm good to go. And then the mic doesn't work. And I've had my clients sit there, talk for five minutes, and then I've listened to it back and I've been like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to ask them to do that again. And there's nothing worse, you know? So making sure you do a little test run. And by that, I just mean clicking start and just going, hi, my name is Cara or whatever your name is. And then just listening to that back to make sure that everything's good to go. You know, so I guess that takes us on to the next thing that I was going to talk about, which was planning for your video content. So um, that's obviously one of the things. Is there anything else if you are going to plan for your video content? Yeah. So planning for video content, it really does depend. So I know a lot of people do rely on like storyboarding when it comes to video content. And when I say storyboarding, people get a wee bit confused. Like, do I need to be sitting like drawing these little stick men and like planning out what exactly I want to do? This can be in the form of bullet point or it could be just you visually just trying to map out 
what you want to do for your video. You know, you may have seen a really nice TikTok video or an Instagram reel and you maybe want to replicate that for your business. So it's making a couple of bullet points of maybe some shots that you want to get. And um, one thing I maybe we'll touch on later on is like, like cutaways, for example. And what cutaways are is ultimately if you've got a video of you talking for 60 seconds and you maybe want to cut away to like maybe a panning shot of inside your store or inside your shop or you maybe trying on a product of yours and you're just trying to plan your footage in advance so you may get that kind of piece to camera where you're talking and then get some cutaway footage of you inside your store maybe trying on clothes for example so in terms of planning, just doing those kind of bullet points of what footage you want to actually capture. And then alongside that, maybe having some brief bullet points of what you actually want to say in the video. So whether you do want to talk or not, it is good to kind of plan what exactly you want to cover throughout that video content. And I know when I did a lot of demos back at Secure Broadcast, I had like two, three minute tutorials of me talking about the product. And I know it was extremely difficult for me to remember what exactly I wanted to talk about. So having those key little bullet points just help kind of keep your brain in tune of what actually needs to be talked about so you're keeping everything as short and sweet as possible um, and then once you have obviously planned your video content you've planned your cutaways your um your video clips and then what exactly you're going to say and um, you then want to maybe do a couple of those we test runs so just making sure that you've got the appropriate background um so that probably leads us to the next question caroline really and right, where exactly do I take my video content? And I get that question quite frequently. And, you know, it depends on the type of video content you are creating, you know, for educational purposes, you may have people sitting behind their desk, maybe standing up with their practice in the background, making sure you've got your nice tripod and you've got that nice background. And other kind of video content could be maybe you at an event and you're standing with, you know, the kind of buzz going on in the background. Um, Or I've got, I actually recommend even, you know, going on to Amazon and purchasing like you know backdrops you know people have cool green screens or just nice backdrops so they're having that consistent video content throughout their social media feed um but yeah that's everything really post-production that i would talk about um briefly alongside that maybe some things that i would talk about you know if i'm doing video webinars would be video confidence and i know that's an extremely important thing caroline because i know a lot of people aren't confident on video um, and there's loads of video content and there's loads of tips on LinkedIn that I see around video confidence and it really is just practice makes perfect. No one's going to get it good the first time. Um, I know when I was told to, t- to speak in camera for the first time back at Ulster University, I was scared as hell. I wasn't going to be going on camera and then all my friends and family to see on social media, but it is just really biting the bullet and and just practicing um being a bit more you know that will allow you to become more confident and then just making sure you're relaxed in your approach you don't want to come across as stiff and nervous in your video because then people aren't going to watch the full way through unfortunately but really just developing on those video confidence skills um is important and, uh, i guess a point is that won't develop unless you start and it won't start unless you get the nerve to do it. And like, mm-hmm. this is like a lot of businesses and, and, and I know you're the same that I mentor. They'll just say to me straight out, like I will never be talking on camera. And like you just said, that's a great chance then or a great opportunity to embrace influencer marketing. Yeah. If you are listening, you're like, there's never going to be me. It's fine. There are other ways. And we'll talk about that as we go on. But if there's even a wee inkling, I always say, if there's even a wee chance that you could be the the voice of your brand, then just try. And as you like, every time you do it, it just gets easier and easier. 100%. And, and I guess my tip would be why I always think, why? Like, why am I doing this? I am doing this for my business to pay my bills and I actually feel like I can be my voice so I'm going to do it so that's maybe just always keep in the back of your head why you're doing it and it will really drive you on so now we're ready we've planned it out and like you said people may say oh well I know what I'm going to say but no they don't they waffle and then once they click record they're like oh. <laughs> and it's like m's and as and all no it needs to be and that only happens like when you say when you actually write down right i need to cover these three points and i need to do it really really quickly so um filming so now we're ready to film so any tips or what we need so we're using our iphone here there's no fancy equipment a uh, tripod wise can like if, if there's any particular tripod you recommend if you tell me what it is i can put it in the show notes so people can actually go buy that but tell us a wee bit about actually filming 
Yeah, so in terms of filming, so if you're good to go and you've thought, right, video content is what I want to do, I maybe want to start doing some video content across maybe all my social media platforms, you need to start really, first of all, is looking at equipment. Um, like Caroline said, you can start with your smartphone and that's really what I use for all my um, clients is smartphone video. I believe that the camera is amazing quality. However, when it comes to tripods, I would just recommend investing in a smartphone tripod. So I would recommend just going onto Amazon and just according to your budget, just taking a wee look at what, you know, you can afford. You know, I think my first tripod, I think I spent something like $19.99 on a tripod and it's basically an adjustable um, tripod for smartphones. And it basically gives you three adjustable elements so you can have it outdoors, you know, so when you're standing, it's the perfect tripod and then you can reduce it down. So maybe if you wanted to set it on your desk, for example. So I think a smartphone tripod is probably your best investment and it's super cheap as well. For those businesses that are maybe wanting to invest in more higher quality equipment, that maybe started with video content and maybe want to take that next step, I would recommend the Manfrotto tripod. It's absolutely excellent and it's what I used actually when I was back um, at Secure Broadcast. It allows you to record videos in a 360 format. So it's basically got that little bow that allows you to kind of create that lovely seamless videos. So if you've got little transitions or panning shots, for example, it's great to, to be able to kind of stay your video footage. Alongside that, I would also recommend a Gorillapod. So anyone that's maybe just on the go, out and about, and maybe want to take some nice content, a Gorillapod's fantastic because it's so portable, it's lightweight, and you can just take it about with you. You hold it in your hand and it's got those kind of like adjustable kind of, it's very flexible. So you can like kind of clip it onto things like door handles, you you know you can clip it on literally essentially anywhere and um, they would be something around the 15 to 20 pound mark as well so they would be my three recommendations when it comes to tripods and next would be probably audio so when it comes to audio people do forget about it they think that they can just chat on video and it's going to be amazing quality sometimes that isn't the case and so one thing I would recommend is the brand Rode. Rode create incredible mics and I know they're used by the likes of mobile journalists the BBC and it's a great brand to be investing in however for those maybe a beginner level and you're maybe wanting to invest in a good quality mic I would recommend um, a lapel mic so just type in lavier mics um, on Amazon and they're basically that wired mic that goes up you know your blazer or your t-shirt and it clips on at the top there and it just enables you to create you know better quality um, audio especially if you're speaking to camera um, or if you're maybe you've filmed your video content and maybe doing an Instagram reel, for example, and you're doing a voiceover, I would probably recommend investing in a desk mic. Um, desk mics are super cheap as well within the 15 to 20 pound mark. And basically that can clip into your smartphone or onto your um, desktop computer. And you can do a little voiceover while you're watching your video footage back. And that will enable you to create that nice audio content there for your video. And then next, uh, final but not least, would be um, your lighting. So I always recommend, you know, natural light if possible. Um, it's free and, you know, a lot of people will be doing their video footage, you know, in the daylight. So what I mean by that is you will find like a lot of influencers even or people on stories, they'll stand in front of their window. So getting that natural light, you know, reflecting on their face. So they're not getting, you know, any of those nasty shadows or anything like that. Um, however, I do understand business owners, you know, you're working nine to five and you may not have that time to do the video in the morning and maybe nighttime does work best. So I would recommend there's three types of lights. So we've got an LED light, you have ring lights, and then you've got a thing called a soft box. So your LED lights, they can clip onto like if your tripods, um, for example, and they're just a great way, you know, they're super cheap and they just clip onto, you know, I know at Secure Broadcast, we had a thing called a shoulder pod and our LED lights, like, automatically clipped into that so it meant we didn't have to carry the lighting with us and um, your ring lights you've got different formats so that you know you've got your makeup influencers and they do these amazing quality selfies and these nice tiktok videos for example and um, ring lights you can get ones on tripods or you can actually get ring lights that actually just clip onto your smartphone and um, i invested in a ring light that clips on and it was something like four pounds fifty it's actually on the digital 24's instagram story highlights if people want to do check that out but that wee ring lights just 
great quality and it provides that really nice lighting if you're ever jumping on Instagram stories or need good quality lighting if you're filming at night. And then finally, you've got your softbox. So everyone probably is familiar with softbox, but if you aren't, it's basically when you're at those professional shoots and all the videographers and photographers would have it, it's those big, massive, like boards really that kind of reflect really nice lighting um, for your video content but I would recommend maybe for businesses to invest in soft boxes maybe down the line if they're using video content more often. I have always wanted the Dig podcast to be a place of learning and a place of inspiration but I've also wanted it to be a place where businesses can gain exposure. That's why I'm so excited to open up the Dig podcast to businesses and allow them to pitch their business to you. Hi, I'm Naomi from Grazebox Belfast. We create high quality grazing boxes at affordable prices for our customers, as well as grazing platters and event setups. Alongside the traditional charcuterie and cheese grazing boxes, we also offer afternoon tea, picnic boxes, brunch options and much more. We love to create bespoke orders for customers, which is why we've created our customizable grazing box, giving you the option to choose your favorites. At present, we offer collection or delivery within 10 miles of our Belfast base. However, we are happy to travel with prior arrangement. We are so excited to have now launched our new postal grazing kit, which is perfect for anyone who is outside of our delivery radius. It includes the high quality products our customers know and love and is available for delivery across Northern Ireland as well as the rest of the UK, making it the perfect treat for you or a great gift for someone special. To order any of our grazing boxes or our new postal grazing kit, please visit our website www.grazeboxbelfast.com. You can also find us on Facebook or Instagram at grazeboxbelfast. I look forward to creating the best grazing experience just for you very soon. That's a lot of information. So I, again, if anybody doesn't know, I will get all the information from Cara with all the names and the links and everything. So you can go on and read it on the show notes and see what's right for you. So lighting's important, audio's important, and then we're good to go. We know what we're saying. We film. Now we've got all this footage. Mm -hmm. What the hell do we do with it? <laughs> so once you've actually you know you've created your lovely video and you're ready to start editing this is the bit that i know a lot of people find quite daunting to be honest you know some people it's you know video confidence and then some people it's actually the editing and i always recommend you know i do chat they have quite a few video referrers and obviously they use big fancy software within their desktop computers and obviously like that's their full-time job. They've got the, you know, they've got the investment to be able to purchase that software. But like I do mentor a lot of small businesses that can't afford that type of software. And that's why I always recommend using apps within your phone. So there's a number of apps you can use. The first being InShot, which I'll talk about in more detail. You've also got Splice, which is only available for iOS users, unfortunately, but it is a fantastic video platform. And there's been a huge emphasis on more, you know, influencers and content creators using that and then you've also got another app called Viva Video which would be excellent as well however when I know when I'm editing content for the likes of TikTok and Instagram Reels for example I would use InShot because a it's free and B, it's really, really easy to use. And there's a number of tutorials online. If you go onto YouTube, you'll find so many tutorials on how to use any of those platforms that I did mention there. Um, I think with InShot as well, so you can obviously purchase, you know, it's like any app, any free app. It'll also have like your, in, you know, your purchases in app. So if for as little as, I think it's something like $3.99 a month, you can purchase InShot and you'll have access to more features. So really cool um, transitions. You'll have access to more text options, music, and then it'll also remove that important watermark that a lot of businesses seem to use. You know, if they're using that free kind of editing software, you do find some businesses do upload video content and it's got that little watermark of the app that they used. I do. <laughs> I do. I just think, you know, for business owners, it's important to, you know, have that great quality video content that looks professional. And I do think the watermark tends to take away from that. So for as little as $3.99 a month, I do think it's worth the investment, you know. Um, but I always recommend playing about with different apps and seeing what you're comfortable with. Like I know I chat to a lot of people 
people that use video content and they love splice and then others actually do prefer desktop so um for those that do prefer desktop there's a number of we um desktop software packages that you can use i know philomora uh, go would be something that I know Neve would recommend for people using um, video editing on desktop. But one of the big ones that I would probably recommend would be your Adobe Premiere Pro. And a lot of people are going to be like, oh, it's Adobe, it's expensive. Although it's expensive, you can do absolutely anything with it. So if you really are wanting to invest time in your video marketing, it's, pr- it's really worth the investment. Wow. Okay. So I just to tell what I use, I use InShot five times a day. <laughs> <laughs> it's great isn't it <laughs> and people are like oh I hate editing software I'm like have you actually tried like pull that video into InShot and just do one thing with it just cut it and trim it and, and your life will change so I you know loads of people stick their head in the sand about video editing because they think it's really really hard but actually an app like InShot is it's just practice it's like everything it's just practice and if you do a video and like I've seen a lot of businesses for their Instagram stories, video in an Instagram stories, you can video up to a minute, they make a mistake 40 seconds in and then they have to start all over again. And it's like, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. Video it on your phone. You make a mistake, you just pick up where you left off, drop it into InShot and trim that wee bit out. And they're like, that sounds so complicated, but it's not. It's, it's really, really not. Oh, just if, if you're listening today and you don't have, I, I'm going to say InShot, if you don't have InShot on your phone, download the app and pull in one video and just mess around with it. And and that will be, we will, we will have gained something from recording this podcast if you do that today. But basically, you can make a really... Like, like for example, my fam because I always use my family um for family content. Like, oh my god, I could have a forty-five minute video and only have thirty seconds of gold out of that for the kids, like saying something funny, or and I have to edit, 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 chop, 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 and put it all together. But you can have a really brilliant piece of video content when you think you didn't, but you have to be willing to edit. And, and as you say, once you do that, you can make something look really, really professional. So download InShot or, or uh, what was the other one? Splice. Or... InShot, Splice, or Fever Video would be okay. the three apps. But okay. um, I'm like Caroline, big fan of InShot, and they do updates like every month or two. Like it constantly changes, Caroline, with the different features enabled. You know, you can do so much with the app. And if it is just a simple trim where you're taking that awkward pause to start and then that awkward pause to finish, you've trimmed that video, you maybe want to add some music in the background, and hey-ho, you've got a really lovely professional-looking video in seconds. Unreal. And like, um, so I recently worked with Dale Farm and I had to do Zoom calls like this, kind of what we're doing now for recording the podcast. And, you know, obviously there was bits at the start where I had to like introduce myself and then there was bits where we cried and I didn't want to put that on. There was bits where, you know, the kids came in. But if I hadn't had InShot, I, I wouldn't have been able to make that look as lovely and add a wee bit of music and soften it down. When the... So yes, there's so many and I am not in any way like as, as skilled as Cara, but I was able to do that myself. So as a small business owner, this is possible, but you just have to start somewhere. So right, we're we're okay. filmed, we've we've edited. Is there anything else we need to say about editing? When it comes to editing, um, another thing that I would probably recommend is captions and subtitles. And a lot of people do forget that, you know, when they, depending on the video, but I do believe if you are doing pieces to camera where you are talking, or as a business owner, if you don't feel comfortable talking on the video, having captions is so important. So you can use apps like InShot to create, you know, just a couple of bullet points about, you know, the key benefits of your product or service and why people should go for you. So they're watching that full video and they're seeing some of your lovely products you've then got that text caption to really reinforce the message of the key benefits of why people should go with you or purchase a product with yourself another element is like there's a stat out there i think it's something like 81 percent of facebook video is watched with the sound off so i know when i say that to a lot of my mentees they're like what but like i'm talking so like are they not listening to me you that's why a lot of, if you even watch Instagram stories, that's why influencers have an emphasis on having captions so people understand what they're talking about. Because a lot of people, if you think about it, scroll on social media when they're lying in bed and they don't want some loud video to play with them chatting, I don't know, God knows what. So I always believe in having subtitles so people can follow along to that video so that more people can watch the full way through. Uh, is there any app that you recommend for auto-generating subtitles? or do they? Yeah. Yep. So you've got auto generating subtitles. So if you upload your video to Facebook, you will have a feature within Facebook 
works that will automatically generate subtitles. Um, you will also have that capability for the likes of YouTube. Um, however, if you are uploading the likes of Instagram, Instagram stories, I would recommend using Kapwing. Kapwing is completely free um, for videos up until three minutes, I think it is, and they automatically generate the subtitles in whatever language you want to. So I actually mentored a business who wanted to, um, he had like a Spanish speaking video and wanted to generate that to English subtitles and he was able to do that using the Kapwing. How do you so spell that in Cara Kapwing? So K-A-P-W-I-N-G. K-A-P-W-I-N-G, Kapwing, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've used it quite a few times and it's available on your desktop and your phone. So it's. Um, and does it, do you have to fix it? Like, I can't imagine they would actually translate this. this no, I always say this. Always say this to mentees. You're bound to have mistakes. Like, if okay. you use the Facebook subtitle editor, especially with our accents, you're going to have some bits and bobs to fix. But when I mean, like, we're fixing maybe two or three words, you okay. know, usually it's names or if we've you know we've maybe spoke too fast and they've picked up a word wrong but usually they tend to get about 90 percent accurate i would say along the lines of that okay cool and then so obviously it's very noisy world we're in right now businesses are on a lot of platforms but what is the right video content for each platform or can people just fire it up on all of them or how should they kind of strategize that when they are putting their their content out Okay, so there is different video content, you know, there's different kind of mediums that are accepted, you know, for example, if you think about Facebook, you know, you've got that kind of horizontal video kind of platform or um, Instagram square videos would work really well on the Facebook platform. But what you need to think about is if you think about your newsfeed and when you're scrolling, you kind of want to take up as much of the newsfeed as possible. So this is what I always say. I always recommend uploading videos that are either Instagram square format or if you're uploading the likes of your Instagram, you know, Reels or your IGTV, it's going to take up that extra space within the newsfeed. So people are bound to take a look at the video and watch the couple of seconds to actually understand what the video is about. So what I recommend, and a lot of people always think, right, I need to do a video for Instagram and then I have to redo that video for Facebook. Wrong. I would do the one video and I would always have it using portrait mode on your phone, okay? That way you can use it for TikTok, you can use it for Instagram stories, IGTV, IG Reels, and your Instagram grid. And then you can simply just crop that as an Instagram squared upload to the likes of Facebook and Twitter. So I always think that's the best way of approaching it. I don't want to make extra work for business owners. So I always believe taking that one video and then using your apps like InShot or Splice to just kind of crop that down to the appropriate canvas size for your social media platform. So, so I just, sorry for interrupting, I just lifted my phone now. So when you're saying video in portrait, like. Just your phone simply up like this, like you're going to be filming for Instagram stories. So that's portrait okay. mode. Okay. So, so why, I'm wondering why do people, why do people do landscape? Cause people think- automatically go to do landscape because they think it's going to be a professional looking video. I would always recommend having your phone um, in landscape mode if you're going to be uploading to YouTube or if you're going to be uploading for your website where okay. you're going to get that crisp, clean, nice YouTube video, you know, that's maybe going to cover up, you know, a big percentage of your website. That's when I would recommend having your, your, your landscape video, forgot the word of it there. But in terms of social media, I would always recommend portrait. I know YouTube is a social media platform, but I think that is, would be self-explanatory for a lot of business owners where you would have that, um, that landscape video but I just find the portrait video you can work with it more because if you film in horizontal if you think about it if you if you're filming there in a landscape view you can upload that to TikTok on Instagram stories you're going to have a horrible black space and you know it may work for Facebook and it'll look good on Facebook and Twitter but I just think you want to create that one video that's going to be great to use across all social media platforms okay that's such a good tip yeah, yeah, it's definitely a great one. And I know when I do mentor a lot of businesses, they do send me videos and it could be portrait mode and then they upload it to Facebook and you've got this horrible black space. 
So one thing I recommend, and that's that's an important note, actually. So when people are obviously uploading your portrait video to Instagram stories, TikTok, etc., make sure you are using your apps or even just using the editing app within your camera roll to crop it as a square. So then when you're uploading to Facebook, you're not going to get that harsh, you know, that harsh kind of black video with that small little portrait video inside it. Um, I just, there's nothing worse than when businesses or even influencers upload, you know, content with that kind of black space for me. So I always do prefer that portrait video. Um, so if you bring that um, portrait video into InShot and go to, I think it's Canvas. Canvas. Mm-hmm. And change it to... It's Instagram Square. So it should be the, I think it's the tw- nine by nine or something like that. Let me double check here. Um, video. So basically what we're talking about here, guys, if you if you video in portrait, which is your phone vertical, yeah. but you want to pull it into Instagram feed or Facebook, you want it to be square. So it'll be square. It's one by one. So it's the one by one ratio canvas on InShot. Yeah. Um, so it's the first option actually there. Yeah. And then your next option up there, which I think is actually appropriate too, is the four by five. Okay. It's kind of your Insta, you know, your kind of bigger Instagram post. Yes. Yeah. So you can upload that to Facebook and it'll still look really nice and neat. I think when you do upload that portrait video on Facebook though, that's when you tend to get that kind of black space and you want to take up obviously as much um, space within your newsfeed because okay. Facebook can be so cluttered these days. Okay. So you definitely want your larger video content out there. Okay, so I don't want anybody getting overwhelmed here. This is easy. This is, bring it in. But just, you just have to think, I've spent all this time planning, filming, and editing. Now when I go to put it out on the platforms, it needs to be in the right format in each one. But basically, hold your phone vertically for your video in. And if you're going to post it on Facebook, um, bring it into InShot and change it to one by one on the canvas. Yes. Yes, correct. (laughs) So practice makes perfect, isn't it? I know we're probably like that. This is what you do. It's just a matter of going ahead and doing it and seeing how it works for you. And you will get in the routine, trust me. Um, But yeah, it's worth it. And then also, I suppose I just wanted to say too, like the right type of content in the right place. It's very important, isn't it? Like some people are very um, specific about how their perhaps grid looks on Instagram. And if they're uploading a video, make sure... You're talking to me here. Thumbnails are so important. Yeah, thumbnails. So let's talk about that. Yeah, so I always say this to a lot of my mentees. Usually I'm like, right, so make sure, you know, if you want to just match up with your grid aesthetic, you know, on your Instagram, make sure that you're, you know, selecting the correct cover image on your video. So when you are uploading a video to Instagram, they will give you the option to kind of skim your, you know, just basically you can put your finger across a certain frame within your video and you can select that as a cover image. Or alternatively, like I know a lot of influencers will actually upload their own image on top of the video so it'll match with their grid aesthetic or it could be for example let's say I'm selling a product let's say I'm selling flowers and I've did this lovely video showcasing all my flowers coming into summertime and I've got this gorgeous photo of one of the flowers I could upload that as the cover image for my video content I can write my caption add my hashtags and then that'll upload to my grid and I'll have that lovely stunning picture of the flowers as the cover there on my Instagram grid yeah, this is this is something. Now I'm not a I'm not very good at creating like nice aesthetics on the grid, but I am quite. You know, I do think it's very important that the images that you do use represent your brand. So if you just fire that video up, it's literally going to pull in some terrible thing from your video. You talking halfway with your mouth open? Or... So, um, yeah. One way around it that I've done for the podcast, actually, if anybody looks and dig for success, if I have created um, some kind of micro content of, say, Cara and I talking today, and I don't have an image of Cara and I, I would create a quote graphic on Canva and upload upload that as a cover photo so there is different ways around it I guess look at what other people are doing but don't just fire your lovely videos up and expect it to look nice on your grid because it won't you have to put the effort in yeah, I know for a lot of clients when I'm uploading video, usually like I've got a client who's within the medical field. So when I upload in video content, it's usually an educational video. So what I like to do is I like to create like cover images on Canva. So if you're all familiar with Canva, um, it's basically a free graphic design tool that you can use with on your phone and on your desktop computer. I'll pull in a lovely image of this the person who's obviously talking throughout that educational video and I'll add a little caption 
of what the video is about. So for example, this client that we, that they, they actually, they're an orthodontist. So they, they talk about Invisalign in one of the videos. So within that caption, I'd be like, why pick and why choose Invisalign? So people, when they're scrolling through the Instagram grid, they're saying, oh, right, that's a video on choosing an Invisalign. I'll click on that. Because that's one thing you do mistake on Instagram when you're scrolling through content and you just see a random photo. People, obviously, if they're coming onto your grid for the first time, they're not going to know what that video is about. So sometimes I'll like to add captions so people get a look and feel of, right, if I click on this video, what it's what it, what is it going to be about, and what am I going to learn? So again, I know there's people listening and their heads <laughs> and they're like, I can't. But this isn't this. We're jam packing a lot into this podcast. But I mean, just start off and like, if you are thinking retail here, like if you have a knitwear edit, you know, and it's a big long video, make sure you have a nice, perhaps it's a flat lay of your knitwear, and that's your cover photo, which leads into your video, and the caption is knitwear edit. Like it's as simple as that. Put it into your terms in your industry, and just try to make that work for your video content, and things will start to flow and you'll start to stand out amongst your competitors as well which is what it's about um so that's the right type of content in the right places um and then how do we know if that video was any good like how do we measure whether what should we continue with that type of video do people like listening to me would they rather have try-ons what way can we analyze that data yeah so i find that it is extremely important you know obviously if you're putting a lot of time and effort into video content you obviously want to know if it's performing well so you know depending on what platform you're uploading you will have access to analytics um i know that sometimes a lot of people think analytics oh i'm not going on to that but even if you're on your instagram feed and you scroll through all your igtvs or your instagram reels or any of your video content take a look and see how many views that you're getting on those certain videos, how many people actually engaged, if you got many comments, if you got many likes, and actually see, right, oh, actually, those Instagram Reels, I'm getting more reach there. I'm actually getting two, 3,000 people actually viewing this. But if I upload an IGTV, which is longer video, actually people aren't watching the full way through and I'm actually not getting that much reach. So that's telling me I need to upload that shorter form video content. So it's all really looking at, you know, your analytics and, actually understanding what that's telling you a lot of people think analytics that's so scary but it's really not it's really just looking at the basics of right how many views have i got and how many likes and comments have i got right that video did far better than the other i want to upload more educational content because i don't think you know this instagram reel of me just showing inside my shop really worked the best i think customers actually want to learn something about my business and about what i can offer them so it's really you know like i said about instagram it's doing the same on the likes of your facebook channels your tiktok and your youtube all of these social media platforms do have access to their separate analytics tools and that will provide you with a little short breakdown of what videos are performing the best and it'll even give you little insights on like retention rate so how many people are watching the full way through you will find not all your audience is going to watch your video the whole way through and that's just the nature of video content no business will get a hundred percent watch through rate they usually tend to drop out after 30 seconds but you know you will find the video is really strong you know you will get a, a good a good retention rate and people watching the full way through but that is just one thing to be looking out for as well yeah, and it's not like literally, guys, on your Instagram, it says, you'll notice it says view insights. Literally tap that and it'll give you it all there. The same on your Facebook as well. Actually, I don't know if it's actually under the post on Facebook where you can click and see. It's actually on the side tab. Now. Yeah, if you're a business owner of the Facebook page, you know, if you just pop onto your Facebook page and you scroll, you'll see how many views and how much engagement right. that video's got um, without even having to go on to analytics. That's the beauty of actually being, you know, an admin to the account. Yeah. Um, but for more in-depth analytics, you would pop on to the business settings and then go onto the analytics tab to find out more information. Yeah. And it's not always a direct, science as in you know that mightn't be the reason why that video performed well why you think but it's trial and error you have to try different things and you will soon start to see that you know what people are engaging with more and then like I people love cooking like on my dig mama and my I am not a good cook I'm no good. idea I am obsessed right now of watching videos of people eating on TikTok I like 
No. You have no idea, Caroline. Like I'm sitting there watching videos of people eating sushi, and I don't even like sushi, but I'm watching the whole video because it's just it looks so good. So um, there's a lot of those like mukbang style videos where people are eating and then showing the recipe then later on. Um, but food content, see if you're a food brand, video content is. Without a doubt, if you're not doing video, I don't know what you're doing. Because so, any tips, Cara? I know we haven't really plan talking about this, so yeah, can- yeah, go ahead. But on you know, video and food overhead, like yeah. How do we do that in a nice way? Yeah, so I'll do that. I actually invested in a tripod there the other day. So it's actually a 360 degree tripod is what you want. So it's ultimately, you know, you've, you plug in your smartphone and you want basically a tripod that rotates. So your phone's going to be facing down on yeah. your table. So you can just, it's basically just invested in a 360 degree. So you've got that little ball, which allows you to move your, your phone so that it's going to be looking down on you know your nice plate or your bowl and I actually did one for a brand there I was doing a recipe using protein milk and I was making pancakes so I had my little tripod and I was pouring in my milk and my flour and my eggs and I was mixing it together and it looks class like it looks so professional and I feel like I'm on BuzzFeed tasting you know and they're the videos that are spaghetti bolognese is going to be unreal I'm going to buy that tripod (laughs) but basically when I I can see a trend when I do cooking um, Mm -hmm. and like uh, and I mean family recipes, like I'm not talking, but Still. people love those type of videos. So you have to find out what your audience likes, audience likes and then really like go for it and cap and give them what they want in order for the engagement to, to rise and stuff. But um, yeah, so, so, oh my God, we could like, there's so much, but I guess the overriding theme is this won't happen unless you start. And if you're listening thinking, you know what, I'm so busy in my life and in my business, I can't do this. There are people you can hire like influencers are amazing content creators they can definitely create that amazing content for you put it out there obviously you have to pay for it but it's advertising so of course you would have to pay for it but I mean if you feel like this isn't something you can embrace I do think your business still needs it so you need to find a new way by perhaps employing someone to do that for you um but yeah, like I, I, I'm intrigued. I love now I'm going to go and buy that 360 flipping thing to make my recipes um, look better. But Cara, where can people like continue to follow you and find out like, oh, I know you're giving tips all the time on Digital24 platform. Is that the best place? And what is, what are the handles? Yeah. Yeah. If you could just follow the Digital24 Instagram, I'll be popping on to Instagram stories. Like I know yesterday I was on talk, chatting about TikTok and answering any of your questions. So if you just pop on to at wearedigital24, um, uh, there's a load of um, Instagram story highlights of me talking about you know some of my video equipment recommendations and my recommendations when it comes to video editing apps. So definitely check that out. And if you do have any questions, you know feel free to message the uh, the Instagram page and I can get back to you on any of your questions. Oh, that was so good. I've learned so much as well. And, and that doesn't do anybody any harm to refresh. But thank you so, so much, Cara. It was such a pleasure talking to you. And look out for all the new cool videos that are going to be happening on social because of your educating <laughs> oh, hey. podcast. I know, I know. Try and like. So it's all about experimenting, isn't it? So I'm actually dipping into to more TikTok videos for clients. So watch out um, on the content. Be watching. Thank you so much, Cara. No worries. Thank you so much, Caroline. Thank you so much for listening to The Dig Podcast. If you missed anything, we've made some show notes with links and all the good stuff we've covered today. Also, don't forget to screenshot this episode and tag Dig for Success so we can reshare on our stories. So remember to hit the subscribe button and I will see you all on the next episode.